This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair's too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. The Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 210. Wow, 210 episodes. It's kind of crazy. And I, I still have so many things to say. Um, what are we talking about today? So I did my first Peloton ride that I've done in a long ass time. And it was good. Obviously, after I finish, I feel so good. But literally, just the warm-up kills me. And I feel like like halfway through the warm-up, I'm like, oh my God, I can't do it. And I like the beginning of the of a workout is always the worst because your body is in shock. Like in shock. My my legs were like, um, what are you doing? <laughs> Uh, no, we don't do this. And for me, I find the heavy breathing, like the cardio part of it is not as hard as the way my muscles feel. It's hard to explain. But anyways, I did the first one today. I did it in the middle of the day. And ideally, what I would like to do is set my alarm for like five in the morning and get up, have coffee, wake up, do my Peloton or a workout, a yoga class, whatever, because we have the Peloton app. So I have all like the strength training classes, the like stretching classes, the they even have classes that you can do if you go for a walk outside and they like guide you through a walk. <clears throat> so much so that, so like you start walking and then they'll tell you when to turn around to head back home so that you like meet a certain um, like distance or whatever. So anyways, they also have like yoga classes. And so I could easily get up early and do this, shower, get ready before I drive Milo to school. That is like, why can't I get into the routine of doing that? 
It drives me nuts. Like, that is my ultimate goal. Like, get up, have coffee, do a workout, get ready. So all of that is done. So when you get home from dropping off Milo, you literally can just start doing work and not have in the back of your mind like, oh, you should get on the Peloton. You should go for a walk. You should do this. Like, it's already done. So that's like, that's my dream. Um, And it makes me mad. Like, I get mad at myself that I don't do that. But it is difficult. But I feel like it's one of those things where once you start it and it's basically your routine, it becomes easier and easier. And then you almost crave to do that, if that makes sense. Um, But anyways, I just need to like be more disciplined and set my alarm and actually fucking wake up. Like I'm still kind of jet lagged from Vancouver, so... I feel like I could sleep forever and lately I've been setting my alarm for 6.30 and then I literally, like I don't even know why I set an alarm. I literally just turn it off and go back to bed. Like why did you set that alarm? I guess I'm hoping that one morning it's going to go off and then I'll be like, oh perfect, let's get up and go. But so far that has not happened. Before Vancouver, I was getting up before my alarm. I would set my alarm for 6.30 And I would end up waking up at like six and then I would be wide awake and I would go downstairs. But Vancouver messed me up. And I'm also staying up later because of Vancouver. (sighs) So anyways, um, so yes, back on the Peloton train, my absolute favorite coach. I think I've only done maybe one or two rides that are not by Cody. Cody Rigsby, the best on Peloton, like the best. And so much so that you look forward to the class just so you can kind of hang out with Cody and hear what he's going to say and listen to the fun music and watch him dance. It's so fun. So I need to get back into that. Like I was living a Peloton life before. I was doing it almost every single day and it was so enjoyable and I need to get back to that. Um, so I'm trying I'm trying. So today was the first day back and I'm going to try and get back on tomorrow. And I feel like being a like having long hair that you have to blow dry because I have bangs that need attention. I can't just like let my bangs air dry. Good God. Um, And also like putting on makeup. It's a bigger deal to work out when you have to get ready like that afterwards. So now I try and like plan out, okay, I'm not going to wash my hair today or this afternoon because I want to do a Peloton in the morning and then I'll get all sweaty and so I'll wash my hair after that Peloton. It's not just like a simple, oh, okay, I'm going to work out now like quickly before I go pick up Milo. But no, if we're like going out for dinner or something after I pick up Milo, then I can't do that. Whereas like my husband... He could just like go work out, have a five second shower and be on his way to go do anything. I have to be more calculated about when I'm going to work out. Anyways, this is my my pet peeve about working out. Um, Something else I would like to touch on today. 
I, this is how this whole thing started. And so many people are dying at the Instagram stories because I share messages that I get in my DMs. And so many people are like, what is going on? This is riveting. Um, And I'm like, yeah, like I'm, you know, this is just living life on social media. Um, This is what happens. So anyways, this is how this all started. I put... That's what it was. Okay, so I had the anonymous questions. And one of the questions was written in a way that made it sound like Milo going to daycare was a bad thing. And I was like, that's peculiar. Like, it's actually been an amazing thing. Um, And so much so that even after quarantine, when the world started to get back to normal... I wasn't working at that time. And my husband was like, honestly, if daycares open back up, we're still going to send Milo even if you're home because it's so good for him. Like he loves it. Um, His development skyrocketed. The the stuff that he learns, the socialization, the like building a relationship with another adult that is not his parents and like taking instruction from other adults, having routines, like following structured activities. Like I can go on and on and on. Now, I responded to this anonymous comment, um, basically saying like, you make it sound like a daycare is a bad thing, like a child being in daycare is a bad thing. And so you know, a few minutes later, whatever, I like open up my DMs. And when I go to the folder of DMs that is not people that I have ever previously messaged back or I have never opened up messages from them before, there's a specific folder for like new messages from people that I've never seen before. And so... I just, it shows like the first line of the person's message as I'm scrolling through. Like I don't actually have to click on the message to see what like the first few words of the message are, if that makes sense. So anyways, I'm scrolling through and I see the the first few words of this message from this person who shall remain anonymous, like she who shall not be named. Um, so I see the first few words and it says, but daycare is bad. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so I click on it, obviously. And I just wrote back saying like, oh, wow, like that's a fascinating take on daycare. Like, please do explain further. Um, obviously sarcasm. And so I forgot about it. Now that I have opened her message and responded to it, she, like her DMs automatically go into another folder. Okay. And I just kind of like forget about it, whatever. So moving on with my life, it's like a day or two later and I I, I had some spare time and I'm like, oh, I never go into my DMs. Like I'm going to go and, you know, just scroll through and check things out. And At the same time, I had just recorded a story because somebody asked, why do you talk so much about being a stay-at-home mom when you're not a stay-at-home mom? Like, fair question. You know, fair question. 
This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. You guys know I have been very intentional with what we've been eating lately. I'm looking at protein, I'm looking at sugar content, and avoiding things like artificial ingredients or colorings. Milo used to always want pancakes or waffles in the mornings, and now he is getting into cereal, and I'm so excited because Magic Spoon is the perfect option. Their variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. They have zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of carbs per serving. They're made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and I'm just so happy that he's getting a good amount of protein before he goes off to school. And it's a great snack for me and my husband too, because 13 to 14 grams of protein in the cereal, now you add a high protein milk, you're set. That is such a high protein snack or meal. I should also mention that it is gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash momroom to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code momroom at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash momroom and use the code momroom to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. It is 2024. As busy parents, it's hard to completely overhaul our lives, but what we can do is make small changes that will make our lives easier. And that is where Little Spoon comes in. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Little Spoon offers baby blends, biteables, and plates. So baby blends is fresh, organic baby food. They have single ingredients, but also multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. Biteables make the transition to finger foods easy because they are cut perfectly to size, which promotes self-feeding. And of course, all the Biteables are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. And then there are plates for your toddlers and your bigger kids. They are meals that are free of all the bad stuff. They taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. They have things like hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous things like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. Little Spoon also has smoothies and build-it-yourself lunches. Did I mention it all comes right to your door? It is super flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. You can pick up the menu and change up what you order every single time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You and your kids will love it. It's a huge win-win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. So I you know, explained in the dark because I was watching Below Deck um, why I still talk about that. Long story short, basically my, you know, in Canada, most people, not everybody, have the option of a 12 to 18 month maternity leave. And I took a 12 month maternity leave from my PhD program because I had Milo during my PhD program. So I 
technically was a stay-at-home mom for 12 months between the ages of like zero to Milo being one year old. Then when quarantine hit, I was now again a stay-at-home mom for several months, whatever it was. Um, so I had those experiences and it blows my mind how difficult it is, how much it's not appreciated in society, how people think like stay-at-home parents don't really do much. It's like a luxury to be able to stay at home with your kids, which like I get it in some circumstances it is and people choose to do that. That's what they want to do. That's great. Other people are like, man, I wish I could go back to work and like have a career. There's so many different situations. Some people wish they could stay home with their kids, but they can't. And then vice versa. Some people have to stay home with their kids and they wish that they could go work. Okay. Like under the umbrella of families, there's every situation that you could imagine. Um, So anyways, that is why I make a lot of content about being the default parent and stay-at-home parents because of that. It's just like something that I'm passionate about and I can't believe how... Because when a society as a whole doesn't respect like stay-at-home parents, you also now have situations where people are in a family unit where their partner also does not respect them being a stay-at-home parent and, you know, coming home and trying to do things 50-50 and taking over childcare and all that stuff. So I feel for people that are in that situation because I struggled and I have an incredibly supportive partner who understands how difficult it is to stay home with kids and does like the most like I can talk to him openly about how I'm feeling about what I want to change like how we can make things better and so on and so forth so I feel for people who are stay-at-home parents the default parent and also have a partner that has this view that being a stay-at-home parent is you know, it's not a job. It's like easy. Why would you need a break from being home with children all day? So on and so forth. Okay. So that is that. Okay. So I said long story short, but I meant long story really long. Um, so that's why I make content about that topic. So as I'm <laughs> back to the story where now I'm like, oh, I have some time. I'm going to go into my DMs. So I go into the DMs and again, I can see the first few words of messages that people send. So I'm like looking through and I see I see a comment that says, but you're not a stay at home mom. And I'm like, okay, interesting. So I'm like, let's click on this one. Doesn't it turn out to be the fucking person that wrote, but daycare is bad. It's the exact same person. And I'm like, oh my God, what are the chances? Like out of thousands and thousands of messages, this like, it was just meant to be. It was just meant to be. So I click on it and now I see what she had written after I was like, oh, like daycares are bad. Like, please enlighten me. Please explain. And so long story short, she had like a novel 
written about why daycares are bad. And the gist of it is like she was throwing out statistics like the number of families that now use daycare has like risen. It's like up to 70 percent. And coincidentally, rates of postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety have also risen in that time period, which like, okay, this is like a societal problem. This is not this. This has not answered the question of why daycares are bad. Like daycares, nobody's making it's not the daycares that are going into your family and ripping your kids and like making them go to daycare. Okay, it's like the structure of society, it's capitalism, it's all of those things. So anyways, um, she also explained a terrible situation that her own child experienced in the care of a child care center um, at 13 weeks old. Now, here's what I'll say. In Canada... It is very uncommon for children to be in daycare or a childcare center that young. For the most part, it's most common for children, I would say, to start daycare at 12 months old. Because, as I was saying, we have the paid maternity leave. And now I think it's up to 18 months that you can take for leave after having a baby. You can also share this leave with your partner. Um, so like right now, my sister's fiance is not working. Now, we did not have that luxury because my husband is self-employed. So if you're self-employed, you don't get the leave. So that's why I'm saying like it's not everybody that has this option, which is terrible. It should be for everybody. Um do I like do I disagree with how the US handles well I don't even think it exists like what do they have like six weeks or something um of maternity leave I think every place where you work like everywhere has different policies but no I do not agree with that at all so is that a problem from like higher up Yes, like that is a massive societal issue. I honestly don't know how there's not like marches and like riots in the street because of that. Like to me, it's almost like inhumane to make a mother go back to work after giving birth. It's like Soraya said on the podcast where we talked about like anger and rage like, we love motherhood, but we don't so much care about mothers. Like, nailed it on the fucking head. So she experienced a terrible situation with her child in a child care center at 13 weeks. They had to go to the hospital. Like, it was bad. So I... And then she linked... Oh, I should mention. She linked an article that kind of goes over a bunch of different studies that look at you know, outcomes of children being in childcare centers, like before the age of four, like before school age or age five, and long-term outcomes, which 
don't even get me started with the 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 problems of this kind of research which I will do another episode on and look at the actual studies because it will take too long and like I'm already almost at 20 minutes. So it's an article, they talk about different studies. Some studies found negative outcomes, so like basically like correlational like oh these children you know, who are now nine years old, 16 years old, have higher rates of depression, and they also were in childcare early on. Okay. Um, now, at the same time, this exact same article mentions that quality childcare centers, children who were in quality daycares, childcare centers, actually show benefits long-term, okay? Now, the issue with studies like this is that there are so many confounding variables. So what do I mean by that? Okay, children who are in not-so-good daycare centers probably have a whole slew of other problems that can also be linked to like higher rates of depression, behavioral issues. At the same time, children who are in high quality daycare centers also have a whole slew of other things going on that will lead to more positive outcomes. Okay, higher academic achievement. Yeah, because if you're parents can afford a quality daycare, then obviously they can also afford good schools, good tutors. They like have more free time on weekends because they don't have to have two jobs. Like the freaking list of confounding variables goes on and on and on. So can you take this data and say it is only the daycare that It's only the experience of daycare at an early age that is causing this child to now have depression at age 16. You've got to be shitting me. Like, you've got to be shitting me. It's just, but people who don't go through grad school or like research training will read these snippets from research studies and take it as, this is fact and this is what's happening in the world. It's not like, let's break it down. Let's break it down. You know, what else was going on in these children's lives? Like, what other things could we look at? It's It just blows my mind. But until you have analyzed studies and like critically appraised what is going on, looked at like, quality research versus not so quality research, you just don't get it. And you see that, yes, it was a neuroscientist that put out this study. But you know what? Download the actual study. Don't send me an article that just talks about the study. Show me the article from the neuroscientist, the raw, the freaking academic write-up, from like a academic journal, a published paper, show that to me. 
And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to direct you to the discussion of that article because it's always like intro, your methodology, your analyses, your results, and then it has the discussion. And the discussion is where they talk about limitations of the study and what should be done in the future and how there were like small effect sizes. And, you know, if we, you know, this one analysis where we controlled for all these confounding variables, the finding then was insignificant and nowhere to be found. Show me that part of the research study, not the article that's trying to get clicks and like, you know, be some like big media news article. Like, don't show me that. Show me the actual paper. Okay, I just went on a rant. I'm sorry. Anywho, what I will say to end this is that quality childcare centers at an appropriate age, okay, that's an opportunity for a child, okay? It's not a necessity. And I think a lot of people look at daycare and preschool and they think like, oh, that family had to resort to that. And it's like, no, a quality childcare centers, it's an opportunity for the child. Um, also, you can't, obviously there's terrible things that happen in childcare centers. I am not denying that. That's why I always make sure to say a quality childcare center. Obviously, there's going to be shit centers and shit like daycare workers. There's shitty people at literally every occupation you could imagine. So it's the sweeping statements of daycare is bad. Every child that goes to daycare is going to have negative outcomes because daycare in general is bad. Well, no, it's not. You cannot say that. Lots of medical doctors get, you know, fined. They get their licenses revoked because they assault patients. Are you going to tell me that every single physician is bad and you shouldn't go see a doctor? No, there's great doctors and there's also shitty doctors, just like there's great fucking baristas and then there's terrible ones. Like what happens is people want to believe so badly that how they are raising their child is the absolute best that they can't fathom that a different way to do it is also really good. Nobody wants to acknowledge that there's a million different ways to raise a child that will result in that child thriving and being a happy, functioning adult. It, people want so badly to believe that how they're doing it is the best. And the only way to accomplish that in their mind is to put down what other people are doing that's different from what they're doing. And it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, that's what happened this week. Very exciting on Instagram. It's very exciting. Um, yeah, let's end that there. And the rebrand, I'm hoping to have everything up and running by September. I just had such an exciting meeting today. We talked for 90 minutes. Okay. She's like a fan of the show. And I was like, you've got to be shitting me. Like, anyways, 
I'm hoping that we get to work together and she's going to help me like make this a little bit more professional. And it's always so nice when actual listeners of the show reach out to you and they're like, hey, I can help you. Like, let's take this to the next level because, you know, we're going to take over the world. Right. Um, that's my plan. Anyways, um, next episode is up on Tuesday. If you haven't already, please rate, review, subscribe, follow the podcast wherever you are listening. It helps with the ratings and just makes me feel good. I, I really like when I'm having a down day, I like to go on Apple podcasts and read the, the reviews. It's always so lovely. Um, that's it for now. Yeah. Stay tuned for the rebrand. I'm very excited about it. I'm going to keep you guys updated on Instagram and follow the podcast account on Instagram. Also, it's at the mom room podcast. And I hope everybody has a fabulous weekend. So toodaloo. And I hope your children sleep tonight without having a massive meltdown before they fall asleep. Okay. Bye-bye. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.